Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You are listening to Sound Audits currently, right now, this second, you are listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing tonight, Tyler? I am better now. I think we both are. It has been so long, and I know that we've been terrible about being consistent on our socials. We've been terrible about being consistent with our uploads. We've been terrible about getting together and just doing this. And it makes me feel so good that we are behind the sticks right now. Yeah. I'm I'm ecstatic. It's about time. My heart is racing. My fists are pumping. My dick is throbbing. The whole night. (laughs) (laughs) Did you miss us? What? I said, did you miss me? Oh, I missed you. Yeah, I missed you. Oh, too. to the audience, did you miss us? Got it. Yeah, yeah, them uh-huh. too. Yeah. I hope you did. Because Hopefully we sure missed a, you. a big, throbbing group of individuals oh God, right stop. now. <laughs> All right. Um, so, as customary here at Sound Audits, we do our usual top... What has it been the last couple of years? I think we did a top 10 and then a top 20 last year, right? I think so. Um, yeah. Top songs of the year is what it is. And we've changed it a couple of years in a row. This time is going to be a little bit different. Tyler has 20 and I have 25. So I'm going to burn through mine, like my first five. I'm sorry for everybody with OCD, but you're just going to have to live with it. And I also have some songs to shout out beforehand. We will do that all in the next section. Just wanted to let you know how we are going to set things up. Um, I wanted to shout out a couple of songs that didn't make it on my list, um, especially from smaller artists that I found this year that I thought were very close and all of them made it on my list at one point or another while I was editing throughout the year. And it was a close call. It really was. Just a quick preface, uh, and then we'll get into it. And Um, if you haven't noticed by now in listening to sound audits, Ian listens to a significantly larger number of songs than I do. Just throughout the year, Ian consumes far more music. So it should be of no surprise that he has more to say and more to categorize than I do. Honestly, I had a hard time because I, I really want my 20 songs to be songs that I was in love with this year. Songs that I was obsessed with. And up into, you know, mid-November, I maybe had 15 or 16 songs that I felt met that status. This has been quite the year. This has been a rough year for music. I really, I mean, just across the industry, people... There have been Losing some really, their jobs. really, yeah, really good things and positive things in the music industry with people having more time to create and stuff. And those are very fortunate people. Big ups to them. But there are a lot of people that suffered this year. Yes, right? especially live music venues. Live, live music. All of the crews. Our hearts go out to you. People who are getting screwed by Spotify. Our thoughts and best wishes go out to you. I'm sorry that you're making a fraction of a penny yeah. for your million of listens but point is if you can go donate to a live venue in your area do it please for For a small artist go listen to a small artist just give a dollar just a dollar that's all that's all that's all it takes because then it's scary to think that maybe we'll go back and the live music scene will be basically dead when we're back that really makes me sad that really makes me scared I, i was supposed to see a lot of shows this year yeah that didn't happen yeah I'm with you. 
I got a couple of gift cards to Ticketmaster for Christmas last year. Uh-huh. And Ian and, and I, so bad. Ian and I were supposed to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The, yeah, the Music Hall of Fame in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. That didn't happen either. And we haven't. It, First it, is, it is up and running, but it, you know it's not going to be the same. Yeah. With, you know, so if but you we're going to get there. to something. Do it. Yeah, help someone out. Yeah. Rant, tangent. Are we good? Let's. Go. I I'm ready to just go time. Dive into it. Big Let's boy go. pants on. on. Around the ankles. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> good. Let's get some. Okay, real quick before I get into the first five of my top twenty-five, I want to shout out a couple of artists. First of which, I think I want to give a big shout out to Barty Strange. Uh, very first, I started following Pitchfork this year, one of the um, very first smaller artists that I kind of found or stumbled across this year. Um, he's a local DC native, and uh, he actually got shouted out by Pitchfork like pretty big this year. And he's made some pretty big lists and gotten pretty high up. I think he's made Song of the Year in a couple of publications. Maybe it was NME or something, but good for him because he definitely deserves it. His brand of indie rock as well as folk and hip-hop and R&B and just about everything under the sun is really pulling from a lot of great artists. I hear Bon Iver a lot in his folkier excerpts. I hear, um, I want to say Wolf on the Radio and Algiers on some of his more hard-hitting stuff. He pulls from a lot of different places and he's got a lot of heart in his music and he dropped, I want to say an 11th song album this year. But if I had to pick a song from that album that would have made it on here and you should go listen to right now, it would, been, it would have been Mustang off of that album because that song it majorly reminds me of Wolf on the Radio, or TV on the radio, radio, my bad. And God, can he write a catchy melody. Um, his synth lines and his guitar licks are impeccable on that song, and the end is hard-hitting as shit. You should go listen to it. It's incredible. And number two, I want to give a shout-out to somebody else who got some major shout-outs from publications this year as well, which was Dogleg. I didn't know who the hell Dogleg was, but I saw somebody posting that Dogleg had released their favorite album of the year. For whatever reason, there's some artist names that really makes like they stand out to me and then I'm like huh what the hell like dog leg just stuck in my brain I was like I have to go and listen to these guys and I'm so glad I'm so glad that I did their mix of hardcore screamo pop rock emo they have an incredible fusion of sounds it's very hard hitting and very very catchy as well and if I had to shout out one song from them, it would have been Fox off of their album. That song was incredible. It's short, it's sweet, it's to the point. And the lead vocalist is very, very emotive and emphatic about his singing. Incredible. Absolutely fantastic. And the last thing that I wanted to shout out, although this artist has had a pretty big year up until this point, I think he even had his feature, a feature with Black Bear, if I'm not, not mistaken, earlier this year. That would be Brackens, 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 I think it's Brackens. And he had a song earlier this year, Fuckboy, that I really, really enjoyed, which fuses elements of some trap, melodic trap, but he also takes a lot from Eden and... That was really interesting. His editing style is very glitchy in his music. The way he produces is very... It's kind of cerebral. It's 
really up in your head, I guess. There's there's a lot going on, and there are a lot of edits that you have to like listen back and back and back to catch. A lot of influence, again, coming from Eden and maybe some Brockhampton, I guess. Um, but again, that song early this year, earlier this year, titled Fuckboy, was incredible. And I had that on my list at one point, and it was just squeaked out. So I wanted to give a shout-out to those guys because... They had songs that I really enjoyed earlier this year, and okay, that's my rant. Okay, so coming in at 25 for me, Idols, Model Village. I personally was not a super big fan of the new Idols record that dropped this year. It was alright, I really enjoyed some of the singles, and Model Village was definitely my favorite. But despite not having, in my opinion, what was an incredible album, this song is so much fucking fun, and it is so, um, <laughs> so, like, tongue-in-cheek, and they have such an incredible sense of humor as a post-punk band. It is goddamn flamboyant, it is so uppity, it's so much fun, it's very lively, it really gets you moving. It's such a physical song, and... The front man is so over the top a lot of the times, and he's so all over the place with his vocal range, whether it be very held back and leaving room for the instrumental to do more, or if he's screaming his brains out. It's fantastic. I loved this song this year, played it a lot, and you should go listen to that. Number 24, coming in at number 24, is Pac-Man by Gorillaz, featuring Schoolboy Q. Gorillaz came back with a vengeance this year. Gorillaz came back in a fiery storm, and I loved it. I have I have not seen Gorillaz be this Gorillaz um, in my entire life because I was late to the Gorillaz train, but Gorillaz hasn't been this Gorillaz since the early 2010s. Um, and it's fantastic to see their return to form. The bass line on this song and the melody is absolutely infectious. Schoolboy School Q destroys his verse. Absolutely wrecks. And the instrumental is very lively. It's classic Gorillaz. It just, it's, it's so classic. And that really, really makes me happy. It's a return to form and I could not be happier. Fantastic album from Gorillaz this year. Number 23, Polar Bear, Cult Crimes. I absolutely adored the very f the, the first EP that Cult Crimes released this year, and Polar Bear had to be my favorite song off of that, I think. The trip-hop elements of this song, the electronic elements of this song, the light hip-hop influence, everything came together to be this very glorious and emotion-filled performance, um, especially with... Uh, his wonderful, wonderful voice. Um, it's very odd, and sometimes it can be off-putting at first, I think, but once you get into it, it's really raw and, again, full of emotion. Um, and very few things really catch your ear like that, especially this year. In 2020, very few things caught my ear like Cult Crimes did. Again, fantastic EP from him, and Polar Bear was one of my favorite songs from him this year.
coming in at number 22 is going to be Home by Favors. And these guys really came out of left field for me this year. I had no, I don't know. Do you even remember where you found them? I can't even, I can't even remember. I, <laughs> it escapes me now, but we had a wonderful conversation with them earlier this year. Um, they are two fantastic individuals. Um, and they released um, an EP titled Petals, I think. That was the title track. But as much as I liked that song, I think the one that stuck with me most throughout the year was the final track, um, Home, because of just how serene and gorgeous and full of life this track sounds. There's even a mild shoegaze influence towards the middle where it hits the breaking point, I guess. Just this glorious wall of sound like it it sounds like it sounds like the angel gabriel coming down to you in your sleep it's so it's such a wonderful experience i love this song the two vocalists the two members of the band complement each other fabulously on the song as well and it's so patient it is it is so serene, and even though there's a lot of electronic things happening in this song, it still sounds very rooted in nature, which is something that I find very few people can pull off uh, to the extent that they did, but I absolutely adored this song this year, um, and definitely deserved to be on a list like this. Big ups to Favors, because holy shit, fantastic EP this year. Twenty-one, song that I found really recently, thanks to Tyler, The Other Black Dog by Genesis Wusu. Hope I'm pronouncing that right, but holy shit is this song a trip. Oh my god, is this song a trip. Just everything from his verses to the wild fucking at the like very beginning of the track. Oh my god, dude. It's insane to the like funk thing that he does at the end, the break, the funk breakdown that he does at the end. I like, I am mesmerized with this song to this day. And there are very few songs that really get me going like this one did this year. Just how fucking bumpy this track is. You can turn this up and you can just bump to it no matter what you're feeling that day. And it's fantastic. The instrumental slaps so hard. The hook is hooky as fuck. Love the hell out of this track especially the later part of this year was absolutely fantastic and you should definitely go check it out the other black dog by genesis Uwusu was absolutely fantastic this year and that's my five from the top 25 do you want to give us a, a lick of wording here because i've done a lot of talking for the past what 10 minutes what's up everyone i'm still here <laughs> What's up? Did you I've miss just been me? staring at you from across the table the entire time, getting really excited and jittery. So, time to let me cool down, right? You should have been downtown. Coming in at number 20 from me. We thought it was a lockdown. I think you're going to be surprised by a lot of these. Okay. Ready? All right. I'm ready. Anderson Pack, Lockdown. Oh, damn. Ooh. I'm glad you liked the song. There, I'm glad you liked this song. There were 
early on in this what this year was in this pandemic i was very interested to see what would happen with the music industry what people would be writing about how this would show up in music and one of the the first people to do this was anderson pack it, it seemed like the virus just made landfall and then this song just poop there it is it's out and here we were and anderson pack is a certified legend in the industry he's been doing this for far too long he is amazing and turning something that's kind of screwed up into there was a lot uh, I, it's just, it feels good. I really like this song. And it tackles some rather difficult things and does so in a way that is funky and enjoyable and pleasant and digestible. And I, yeah, I really like this song. Yeah. And so early on, that, that was the remarkable part. It was like, dude had a thought and there, here we are. We are hearing his thought. Okay, spoiler alert, you're probably going to hear a lot of repeats from both of us because we like a lot of the same music. Oh, well. You're not going to hear one yet. Same <laughs> Ian's uh, number 20, <laughs> Lockdown. <laughs> no. Not quite. Number 20 for me is from Code Orange, Cold Metal Place. Holy shit, dude. I got into Metalcore last year, I think. I started listening to a lot of heavier stuff in 2019. Converge is one of my favorite bands like ever jane doe is one of my favorite records ever but i haven't been able to find much else in the genre that really ticks me um like really turns me on in a second but code orange broke that mold once again for me this year releasing one of the most batshit insane metal records i've ever heard the just the amount of glitchy shit they packed into this album it sounds like it's coming from the future it sounds like an android made metal it's fan-fucking-tastic. It sounds like the musical equivalent to a cyborg. And Cold Metal Place is one of the biggest bangers on this fucking record. It is so intense. The screams are throat-shredding. The riff- it is a constant riff-fest. There are several different breakdowns on this record, this song being no exception. There are also some great hookier parts and some great sung uh, vocals on this record. It doesn't show up on this song, but fantastic record i think it was called underneath by code orange this year um but cold metal place definitely deserved to be on this fucking list um this was in constant rotation at the gym for me never never ceased to get me going in the moment when i needed it most and i can't wait to see where they go next these guys started recording when they were in high school and it's great to see where they are now they're like college age they're like kind of our age and they're already making this shit it's fantastic to see how far they've come in such a niche genre where it's really hard to get any traction, I think. Fantastic. Can't wait to see what comes next. Number 19 from me is a bit of a different trip. Slightly more depressing. And it is Wake of a Nation by Zillanarder is my number 19. Again, it is very specific to the year. This EP is pissed off. They are mad, and they had some angry things to say. And I, I articulate good words. 
Wake of a Nation is a wake-up call to not just the United States, the world, but really how screwed up our system is. It came in light of atrocious George Floyd incident, and it's tough to talk about. I had a tough time reviewing it. It's just depressing, but anyway, regardless, there are... It's just angry. There's a, a sound that literally sounds like a giant freight, like, boat docking. <laughs> I mean, this, uh, this song just hits really hard and is emotional, and, and thinking... I, there's some weird, like, different language switch-ups and stuff. There's some um, Latin, yeah. But it, it's one of those, like, this EP... Uh, the one song vigil this song I, I preferred the song more but like kind of bring me to tears thinking about it and the emotions that went in behind this and I really love the song smaller artist fantastic EP it came at the right time is you know needed to be heard and I I feel like that might be a common theme on, throughout my list I think just because this, for a lot of people, this has been a really, really, really challenging year. And in light of that, I think that there have been sparks of creativity and hope. And I think that this is one of them. I think it was much needed. And there were few that executed better than Zeal and Arter. So that is my number 19. All right, number 19 for me, Rot by Pup. Another fantastic EP. I listened to a lot of EPs this year, man. I got a hold of a bunch of them. But for those of you who don't know Pup, Pup is a pop-punk outfit hailing from Canada. I can't remember exactly where, but they're another of our Canadian friends, and I have been trailing them for like a year and a half or something like that and I was ecstatic when I saw them start to release sing singles they released Anaphylaxis earlier on this year but Rot is the one that really stuck with me also the EP is titled This Place Sucks Ass and the fucking cover of the EP is glorious it just it's there's so much catharsis not only in that cover but in this song it's just the biggest fuck you attitude of the year, or one of them anyway, and Pup just has, <laughs> it's a downer kinda, and there's so much pessimism in Pup's music, they're kinda known for that. There's a lot of catharsis that it holds as well. I really appreciated what they did this year, and God does this song hit the fucking chorus crawling out of the hole inside of me! Fucking love it. Fucking love it. There's never a time that I won't bang this song. The guitar work on this song is fantastic. The way that it is written with the bridge towards the end of the song and the way that they bring in the chorus at the end is fantastic and it is euphoric. It is glorious. It is fucking righteous. And I loved this song to death this year and it gave me a lot of personal catharsis uh, knowing that I was not alone in my suffering this year. So Rot by Pup, fantastic pop punch track. Go give it a list and definitely deserve to be on a list like this. Number 18 from me, The Other Black Dog, Genesis <laughs> Wusu. Here we go. I am not going to recap entirely because Ian did a very good job of explaining what it is. 
it's some funky weird shit okay it is absolutely strange his flow is i can't parallel it to anything very well i don't know it's like alternative rap it's freaking it's out there it is strange his name is genesis owusu you can imagine what this sounds like the song is called the other black dog it is it is uh, it's something it it's a mind twister you know N- nipple twister it is <laughs> i love this song uh it's super super fun i it's it's kind of clunky in a way it's weird it, it it's it's just it it is moving it's fun i really enjoyed it and did a better job of explaining that song and i don't want to go over don't knock the same thing over and over the song is super fun i would recommend you check it out the album hasn't dropped yet but we are super excited for this album with my ass clenched dude yes. i am Ho- hopefully we'll get to talk about it it'll be fun oh i'm so excited okay 18 from me I never thought that this person was going to be on any list of any sort, but we haven't talked about this album yet. We will, I promise you. I actually, I posted one of her songs on my on the story at Sound Audits. I've been doing some wrecks over there if you want to go check that out, but neither here nor there. Nobody No Crime featuring Hyam. Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Swift. I never thought I'd put Taylor Swift on anything. I never thought, no, never in a million years. I have been, I haven't been a hardcore Swifty denier or anything like that. She's just never impressed me like this. Like, holy shit, dude. She she turned her entire career on its head this past year. This has been one of the positives that came out of this year. We've had a major pop figure that just completely went alternative folk and brought that to the mainstream. When has that happened? When? That's like music fucking history happening right before our very eyes. She dropped two albums this year. The second one was so good. And this is off of Ever... It was called Evermore. Um, Six Track off of that. This is some of... I actually... I was flipping back and forth between Last Great American Dynasty, which was off of her first record this year, and this track, and I finally picked this song because this is some of the best alternative country I have heard in a long-ass fucking time. Um, it is so fucking classy, and Taylor Swift's storytelling and the way that she's able to string together a track has never sounded any better than this. This, like, I, I'm at a loss for words with Taylor Swift right now because I am so happy that it has made a turn, in my opinion, for the better like this, and it's so cool to see that there was an entire fucking genre toss-up in the pop mainstream this year because there was an indie track at number one on the Apple Music Hot Songs. Like, that's never fucking happened before. That's insane. And Taylor's... I I guess Taylor Swift would be the one to do it. But she worked heavily with Bon Iver on these records as well, so no big surprise that I would like these more than usual. But this song is just a joy to listen to. Uh, the story behind it is fantastic. Don't want to talk too much about it because we are, again, going to review this album at some point. I really hope, fingers crossed. All you need to know is that it's fantastic, and I could not be prouder of Taylor Swift in this moment for releasing one of the best songs of her career. And not just, like... Oh, it's a good Taylor Swift song. No, it's just generally a fantastic song. Through and through. Fan-fucking-tastic. Could not be happier with it. So, go listen to that. 
Number 17 for me is a recurring artist on our podcast, Charlie XCX, Pink Diamond. Holy shit. I was... Well, let's go back to the beginning, okay? We reviewed Charlie last year, last year, and it was a trip. It was an educational experience for all involved. And coming into this year, Charlie was not on either of our radars. I did not think she was going to drop an album. Nobody did. She just put out this critically acclaimed disc of nonsense. It was <laughs> incredible. The futuristic pop sounds. The, we, we declared it future pop. Like... This is the direction that things are heading. I think this is like a rough cut of what to expect, uh, but this is a little glimpse into the future. And she really sat down and had a therapy session in the studio making this album. And uh, during the pandemic that I can think of, she really was one of the first and only big names to drop something. And she put out this Picasso album, work of art, funky little thing that it is, and I, I, be first to admit it, I am a fan of absurdity. I just am. I like weird stuff, and Pink Diamond, and the testosterone fueled nature of this song. Okay, it it is it is up to eleven balls to the wall. Painful for the ears in all of the best ways, volume-wise. It's, it's just a great time. I really, really enjoyed this track. It's lovely. Yeah, I love and that. I it. think it would scare off most people. Most of the hoes would be gone. Kind of love it. Kind of love it. Seventeen for me. Teardrops. Bring me the horizon. Okay, so... There's been a bit of a new metal revivalist thing going on in music in general. Over the past few years, kind of, we've seen... Let's see. I think the first person to do it was Grimes, or Grimes and Poppy started playing with it. I can't remember who did it first, but both of those artists um, have been known to toy around with it a little bit. And then Fever 333, I think, came around, which is like a modern revivalist, like new metal revivalist band. It takes a lot after Linkin Park. And Poppy even released a metal album this year. Nuts. Absolutely insane. But um, I really don't know if anybody's... Like, okay, Poppy's done it really, really well. But in my opinion, Bring Me the Horizon has turned it up to fucking 11. They started working with Mick Gordon. Um, who writes the soundtracks for Doom, um, which those, those soundtracks are apparently batshit crazy. They're insane to listen to. It's like a fever dream listening to those soundtracks. They work with that guy, and holy shit, I have never heard new Metal come back with such a fucking vengeance. I haven't heard new Metal sound this ballsy since Hybrid Theory Linkin Park. Like, we're, we're talking in the early 2000s, the birth of this genre. It hasn't sounded this good since then. And I'm surprised I'm even talking about new Metal in 2020, but it's here. It's right before us, and Teardrops is a banger of a track. Like, the 
there are very few things that are this heavy in 2020. Just generally, production-wise, this track is like it is a freight train it hits you so hard the hooks are fantastic some of his screams are like ear piercing it's fantastic the way this song is put together it's very melodic at points and very breathtaking even at points um this is off another ep that came out this year imagine that but this song was a fucking trip for me it's like a nostalgia trip like i'm not even a 90s kid and i already feel fucking nostalgic this this track was like major catharsis this year. It was fantastic hearing new metal of all genres, one of the most tired genres ever, sound this refreshed and ready to bite your dick off. It was fantastic. This this track really made me happy. I can't seem to focus and you don't seem to notice I'm not here. Number 16 from me think this one might be a surprise to you. Okay, I'm ready. My Future by Billie Eilish. Oh, oh. Hot take, I think that this is the best song she's dropped in a while. Okay, I feel that. <laughs> okay, all right. I understand. Breath of Fresh Air from Billie really shows what she's capable of with her voice kind of getting out of her comfort zone. Uh, the o the only other time that I think she's really pushed her voice in recording and gotten away from that soft-spoken style uh, that she has, which is, th there's nothing wrong with, but it it's exciting for me to see her get out of her comfort zone. The other time I saw that was on the 007 track that she did, where she really went balls to the wall vocally. I was really excited with my future. Phineas's her brother uh, his production is incredible the guitar is smooth the beat is crisp it's just it's a really fun track and I kind of love the idea of or I, I love the concept of her it's sad but I love the concept of her kind of wrestling with her success and the emotions that go along with that and that factoring into who she is involving herself with because in a lot of ways she is more she's more in love with her creative side than maybe she is with her personal side and she finds more enjoyment in her writing and successes and creativity than she does in an individual person who may be more disposable that sounds really shitty but I understand. It's, if you're at that level, it has got to be hard to find someone who isn't just using you. And this song kind of reflects that. And my future, Billie Eilish, I really, really, really enjoyed the song. It grew on me over time. Big time. There were a lot of growers this year, I feel like. There were a lot of growers. No, Not a whole lot of showers, but a lot of growers. Number 16 for me is going to go to Cradling Mother, Cradling Woman, Fleet Foxes. This is the second to last track on their new album, and um, this was pretty generally well received. I know Fleet Foxes, a lot of times critics are way over the moon about uh, Fleet Foxes. This was more of like a modest outcome for Fleet Foxes, I feel like, but 
I really enjoyed the new album, and this track is classic, Fleet Foxes. I wasn't even expecting this record until like a week before it dropped. Uh, that's when I found out, and you have no idea the, uh, the amount of sweet euphoria I felt in that moment. Um, and listening to this track uh, gave me all the hope in the world. The interesting things that they do with time signature in this track is fantastic. The way that they substitute rhythms, or the way that they, um, I'm sorry, that they play the rhythms and then they count them are fantastic. It works super well with the song that they actually wrote. Um, Robin Pecknold is a fucking genius. He is a master when it comes to songwriting, and this is just, it's Fleet Fox's songwriting basically at its best. The guitar work, everything, the instruments, the drums are snappy, the horn sections laced throughout this track are fantastic as well. This is, if you heard that review, Fleet Foxes lean more into an indie pop side of things with more kitted drums and everything instead of banging on wood like they usually do. So this was a very happy fusion for me of kind of more of a pop folk indie indie pop um, mixed with their usual Fleet Foxes sound and it it was really great to see this year something from Fleet Foxes it's something that we needed just the happiness that this track oozes for me the atmosphere and the feeling of this track are just it's like it's like you know the the one side of the, the yin and yang thing where it's like dark inside of good and then like bad or good inside of bad this is like the, the, the little spot the little bright spot in a year full of horseshit we found one golden egg or something like that I don't know what kind of analogy I can use there but this song really made me happy cradling mother cradling woman from Fleet Foxes definitely go check that out Number 15 from me is Waste Time by Favors. We cannot hype up this EP enough, but for a young and small artist like Favors, these two wonderful individuals listen to our interview, Waste Time has grown on me tremendously. Big time, I should say tremendous. That is Donald Trump's word. I feel really bad every time I use that because the orange man just pops into my head. I'm so sorry, favors. Thinking, I'm so sorry. I wasn't thinking tremendous. That's that tremendous. We did a tremendous gab. Yikes. I'm so sorry. Waste time is colorful and beautiful, and there's a lot of sad things going on in this album, even though it's kind of masked. And this this one is just feel good and. That moment every time I listen to this song, that moment when the percussion kicks in, it is so satisfying. And it's just one of those that you like kind of get into a trance and bop your head to a little bit because it is unbelievably satisfying and contenting to just sit there and just mull this one over. I loved Waste Time and I, I loved Petals. I loved Home. I, this was just a great EP. But this one makes me feel the best for sure. I really like this one. This one, this is, that's a wholesome song. It's yes. a very wholesome song. Feels good. Oh, and Phil from Favors. Uh, vocals on this song are fantastic. I know that we give Kayla all the props in the world because she's incredible, but Phil, dude, you did a good job. You really sound amazing on this Phil, one. if you're listening, we love you and you're beautiful. We, you beautiful <laughs> man. Come hang out. 
Yeah, hell yeah. Big love. Alright, number 15 for me. Lockdown, Anderson Pac. Here we go. We got a double. There are very few people who basically captured the energy of this year into a bottle. He he saw a moment, he took it, and he put it to paper. And that's just what it was. There are some lines in this that hit really hard. The, the, the one about uh, black lives and paper towels, that one was like, holy shit, man. There were some really hard hitters on this track. Like Mike Tyson throwing his fucking punches. God, I want to see that little kid Jake Ball get his ass whooped. Um, <laughs> but this song is really a, a freak of nature. It's like, I... Just the... For everything that was going on at the time, everything that was happening in the news, everything that was happening on social media, all the social unrest, all of the lies that were being spread around at the time, just all of the misinformation that people were spreading, all of the different angles that people found and like skewed things differently. There was just like, there was so much happening at that point in the year. And Anderson Pack basically took all of the confusion and he put it over the this is a very chill track by the way generally speaking and it's super anderson pack i love the vibe of this song the beat is so snappy but he takes this moment in time and he puts it over this funky ass instrumental and he does it in a way that only anderson pack could ever do it and that that's that's art right there that is an artist wielding his weapon of choice to the best of his ability and that's really great to see this song was fantastic this year and really really impressive as well definitely deserved to be on a list like this number 14 from me is ugly ending by best friends what the fuck I have played this song for you. You would recognize it. Okay. It has the potato cover. Uh, Best Friends is, is the fusion of Joywave and Jason Sabuto, who is the man behind the boards for Sir Slide Music. You see him in shows oh. playing the keyboard and all sorts of various instruments. But he's really the brains of the operation. And this song just smacks so hard. And... It is electronic, the the beat is solid, it's kind of self-deprecating, and I I just never, I, I follow Jason on uh, Instagram, we're on a first name basis, we're homies, <laughs> and when this song dropped, I had no expectations, and I was just blown away by it, it's, it's, I can't really relate it to anything, it's just really fun, I, re I mean, it's sad, but it's it's a good track. I really enjoyed this one. And they have like four or five songs out, period. So they're like extremely small. And it's kind of just, I think, a passion project more than a serious thing. But I, super good. I suggest checking out Ugly <clears throat> Ending by Best Friends. Hey! 14 for me Fear of Death, Tim Heidecker. Now, this was an interesting 
portion of my year for me. I didn't know Tim Heidecker did music. I know he did acting. I didn't know he was a renaissance man, but he's a renaissance man apparently. And this album has a little bit of history. Like, I, I saw a lot of people talking about it online. It didn't really get much love critically. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of buzz about it. But I, I can't even remember how I found it. I found it off of one of the singles, I think, in the cover art. And I recognized his name. And I was like, huh? And apparently he got wise blood on the entire project. Like, what the fuck? Which, if you don't know her, I think her big album last year was titled Titanic Rising. Andromeda was a fantastic track off of that album, but she had a big year last year. She's kind of in the Lana Del Rey camp of chamber pop and stuff like that, but he got her on this entire album. She's the female voice entirely on this track, and this is a negative album, and there were a couple of different singles that I was thinking about putting on here, but this track really stood out to me this year. There's a lot of classic things about this track. There's a lot of, like, Grateful Dead, I want to say, influence coming in on this track. It's very, like, 60s psych rock kind of vibe, but holy shit, some of the lines on here are just, like, it, it's like having an existential crisis personified in music. And it's kind of really scary to see where his headspace is at, especially in lockdown. Like, I, I fear for the man's mental health. But it also, like, there are some really telling things on this song. And there are a lot of really deep and personal character traits that you can kind of tell that he has through this song. And there's a lot of stuff that I really related to on this song as well. A lot of the lines just really cut deep for me and made me think a lot and the instrumental again is very classic it really made me nostalgic for a time when i was never even a thought in the universe uh like i wasn't i wasn't even a, a conception at that point but like this song is fantastic in my opinion the songwriting is incredible the way it's presented is very raw and off the cuff and i really appreciate that it's not super done up but I really appreciate it. Even if I wasn't a super huge fan of the album as a whole, I really liked a lot of the singles that came off of it, and in my opinion, Fear of Death, Tim Heidecker was one of the best songs of the year, really capturing a like an entire mental space this year, and I really appreciated that. So go check that out. might come under fire for this one because it's not exactly original but yeah. number 13 for me is weird fishes by leon la Havas. Ooh. okay cool i i know that this is a radiohead song i know she didn't i think i made fantano's list i know she didn't write it but it is so good her take on this song is so good i have heard other people cover this song and Nobody does it in their own way quite like she does. And I mean, she is very distinct in her sound and her vocals and the way that she portrays herself in music. It is it is very Leanne. It is not like anyone else, for sure. But for a song that I loved already, uh, wholeheartedly, to look at it from an entirely new perspective was very strange. And... I can say the last, I don't know, minute, minute and a half of the song where it kind of just 
she leaves it to the instruments and just goes off and then the vocals come back in at the end it is so good it is so satisfying the way that she melts all of these instruments together uh instrumentally it's one of my favorite performances of the year there are some talented people working on this track and i loved it her being one of them uh, astronomically talented let's put her on the forefront she did a phenomenal job on that album all right 13 from me this one comes from a band who up until this point was probably thought to be dead. They haven't released an album in something like 25 years. It has been a long time in the making with this album. They had a bit of an underground cult following in the 90s and it grew with the internet age. All of the weird alt indie kids uh, really take to them a lot. But I really enjoyed the album that they dropped this year. That is Hum with the song Step Into You is taking my number 13 spot. I know everybody was all about Cloud City, and I get it. Cloud City was a great track off of this album, but something about Step Into You, there are there are some moments, maybe I've talked about this, but there are some moments in music where I can just, like, I can feel God. Like, I can I can feel the presence of a higher power, and I just, like, I'm, I'm listening to this, I'm like, are you hearing this shit? Like, are you, do you realize that what you made made this? Like, this is pretty fucking cool. And... There are some music that, like, I have actual religious experiences with. This song was one of those instances. I had, like, a very brief meeting with the Lord above listening to this song. And speaking of, we talked a little bit about a very hypnotic feeling earlier. God is this song. It's, like, it's being put into a trance state. And it is super fucking heavy. Uh, I haven't heard hum sound this heavy ever. They're very, they're known for being super lo-fi and one of the more underground artists of the 90s alternative post-grunge kind of shoegaze scene, which this uh, song and this entire album does dabble in some shoegaze. God, do I love it. But just everything from the deadpan vocals to the fantastic guitar riff that comes in at the end, this euphoric moment at the end, and it's just one chord progression throughout the entire song, but it hooks you and you stay there for the entirety of the duration of the track and i loved that listening back to this song across this year and it just kept getting placed higher and higher on my year-end list so i had to stop it before it got to number one you know what i'm saying so really enjoyed step into you by home this year really fantastic combination of alternative rock and shoegaze and a bunch of other genres go listen to that because you don't fucking miss it especially if you're an alt kid Number 12 for me <laughs> is Kvarin by Moses Sumney. Oh, here we go. Here we go. One of my favorite albums of the year. Incredible project. Really takes you on a journey. I Every time that I listen to this album, I just kind of forget what I'm doing. Kind of a problem when <laughs> driving. But Gagarin is one of those songs that engulfs you in sound. It absolutely consumes every space that it enters. And 
it's, it's one of these weird feelings like from the very beginning of the song it's almost like when you're hearing this it's like trickling all around you the production is absolutely insane on this song the way that it was mixed and executed when i listen to this song in my car i do not know where these sounds are coming from it, it it's just amazing and i kind of clowned on it a little bit in a, in the review for being uh overly long in uh the ambiance that takes place in the later half of the song i'd say or last 50 seconds whatever it is and i've actually really grown to like and appreciate that it has kind of grown on me and it kind of serves as this like boiling down period before the next track comes in and i kind of appreciate that time uh in the context of the album more than i did at first it's just grown on me so like my only gripe with the song is pretty much eradicated i feel really good about this song and the vocal manipulation on this track is also insane and i it made me so sad and furious with the melon when he kind of was like i don't understand why you cover your beautiful voice with this and it's like because that's the vibe that's the feeling and aesthetic that he's giving on this song is it, it is mystical it, it you don't know what is happening that's kind of the point it's all over the place i could talk about this song for a long time i loved it back to you ian <laughs> Pamela Anderson, Pam Grill. Hi, number 12 for me. I have to give it to my man, The Myth. The absolute legend. Denzel Curry, Diet. Yeah. Um, he made a color show with this song earlier this year. Um, and the more that I thought about it, the more appropriate that I thought this was the song to put on this list. The amount of super clever bars on this song is endless. From the fucking pair of pliers meme that he did, like there, there's there are so many lyrical gems on this song, and putting Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats together is like forming the fucking uh, Infinity Gauntlet. You're like you've you've just created the ability to distort time and space, and it's probably too much power to have in one room. But you know what? We had it, and I couldn't be happier. This was one of my favorite projects of the year and diet is like hip-hop euphoria to me it's like i really really hope that this project was not a one-off thing from denzel curry i will be very sad if it is and i also just received it on vinyl so i'm super ecstatic i'm i'm over the moon about this project and specifically this song from denzel curry i couldn't be happier with it so yeah are you ready for the motherfucking giant, the tyrant, the titan, the ogre, the lycan, the vampire, taking over empires? The game was a tooth, I'm a fucking pair of pliers. We gon' do them Vinny style. As you can see, this nigga got mini styles. No too many niggas that... Fucking hell. Let me know? Yes. I couldn't wait to leave that town. Number 11 for me is... Untitled by Eden. Ooh, I go. would consider the new Eden project to be slightly, if not moderately, disappointing. And I'm okay with saying that because I know he won't hear this, and I feel good because 
I loved Vertigo, and I loved I Think You Think Too Much of Me, the previous album from 2016. Up until this album, Eden had been somewhat flawless to me, and he released a single, 909, which made it on my list last year. He just had a very, very strong track record, and disappointed by the album, but this single, which came out leading up to the album, is, is untitled, and it is the most, one of the most sweet and tender and, I, I should say bittersweet and tender songs that I think I've ever heard. And the way, the reason that this makes it on my list is less for Eden and more the way that the song closes out with this little group of kids repeating back to a teacher and singing and the way that he took this little sound bite and fit it into his music with the guitar, with everything. The song is just kind of a masterpiece to me. I I love it. I wish I could take an Eden masterclass because he nailed it on this track and it feels like the Eden that I know and the Eden that I was kind of missing on this record. I'm a big fan and I really, I just this was a great track. Check out Untitled by Eden. It is so sweet. Alright, number 11 for me, somebody that we have talked about in this podcast already, Charlie XEX, had to give it to Claws. Like Tyler said, Charlie XEX, there are very few people that did a lockdown album better than Charlie XEX, because this is a true blue of the moment, you are feeling what I am feeling right now, and um, sometimes my feeling is not okay, and you're probably going to be feeling pretty not okay sometimes too, and I, I've used the word catharsis in my talking a lot already, but you know what, it really is applicable, especially in the context of the year, the general catharsis that I felt listening to her music this year was really kept me going a lot of times and just the very sweet attitude she tended to have especially on songs like this and like forever and seven years and other tracks off of that album it really uplift it's really uplifting and heartwarming sometimes and claws despite being really wholesome sometimes pretty sexual at other times as well is such a fucking banger like the future has never sounded so good and i i've never been happier about the future being reverberated in my eardrums i'm this song is such a trip charlie xex as an artist is such a trip everything about this song from the whacked out instrumental to her (laughs) incredible vocals at this point i fall in love with her voice so like i'm a big charlie xex fan and I, she had to be pretty high up on this list for me. So that's Claws. Hell yeah, go listen to it. Number 10 from me. Hot Take is Give Me Love by Joji. Ooh, shit. Oh shit! Oh yeah. Oh shit! I my stomach jumped. I, I I don't know what to say except this song grew on me so much. I don't really know where to start talking about it. The first time that I heard it, I thought the song was a kind of a mess of really good ideas. And the more that I've listened to it, I 
kind of think that it's a little bit of a masterpiece. It's kind of perfect. And it is weird because it, it starts it I mean, it starts off pretty fast tempoed. You're thrown right into it. It's catchy and then it just makes this strange departure into space where he is uh, no pun intended because of the music video but he, it just makes this weird departure where it goes into this gorgeous string section that feels like kind of an entirely different song altogether. but I don't know the more that I listen to this song all of these all of these ideas just melt together so perfectly and the, his vocals are amazing the lyrics are amazing the concept is incredible I think that this song was just executed way, way better than I understood the first time I listened to it. And there, there, it was really hard to pick this song over other songs on that album because there were other ones that I really, really liked. Uh, but I think that I appreciate this one the most. Understood. So that's why it's in my spot. I'm happy about that, though. Ten from me, banger alert, fucking banger alert, dog. Uh, punk song of the year from me, "Invisible Wall" by Stuck. Holy shit! I am so glad Apple Music recommended this to me. This got recommended to me sometime in the late summer of this year, I think, somewhere around there. I don't know. It's a toss-up, but oh, ugh, where do I start? People are already taking after Black Midi, which is an incredible thing to me. I hear these guys taking after the technical and mathematical style that Black Midi does, but there's also some really classic stuff that goes on, especially throughout this album, which is titled Change is Bad. Go check it out. It's a great album. I hear a lot of, like, hardcore punk from the 80s. I uh, think Bad Brains, kind of, maybe Black Flag. think... Um, if you're going classic, more classic, think Dead Kennedys. It's taking after some really fantastic a a punk acts uh, from back in the day while fusing it with a more mathematical style and with a post-punk edge with these screamed vocals, or these yelled vocals, I should say. They're not really screamed. But, holy shit, is this song so much fun, is so much, like... I, I know that Rot, I said earlier that Rot had a big fuck you energy. This song has some pretty big fuck you energy as well, and I really, like, it's some fuck off energy, and I really appreciate that. Everything from the angular guitar riffs to the fantastic bass lines throughout the song, as well as the rhythmic switch-ups, as well as the breaks and the second half of the chorus that they make, absolutely fantastic. This song is, it's, it's punk underground euphoria. And it makes me happy that acts like this exist. I was super happy to find these guys this year. And this song really... <laughs> I've said a lot of songs have made me happy, but it made me happy, man. Alright, leave me alone. I just... It, it makes me smile. And it's a big toothy grin. And I really appreciate that. Invisible Wall by Stuck. Go check it out. Fantastic song. Fantastic punk song. Number nine from me is Live from the Abyss by Denzel Curry. Ooh, okay. Listen, okay? I absolutely, I, I fought internally if I wanted to have uh, Take It Back, I think it was called Take It Back, mm -hmm. or Diet, or this song. I really rotated through the three, but this song kind of got me through the election. So I'm going to have to give it up to this song. 
Okay, and I figured you would cover diet anyway, and I didn't want to have two Denzel Curries on this because I did that last year, and I felt bad about it. So, here we are. It is, again, one of those angry tracks. This one's a banger, though. It is, it, it's max hard. Denzel has some things to say. It is real. it's short. It's like one verse of a bunch of random uh, conjoined thoughts about, I hate my president, uh, we're being treated poorly, everyone's killing each other, and this is what I think about it. I'm mad. Coming live from the abyss. I love this song. I love the energy of this song. The verse is super not like Denzel in that it it, it, it just he just follows the same flow and like melody I guess over and over and over all the way to the hook and it's weird. It's super different and he's got this weird modulation on his voice. I love this song, okay? And I I think that I've probably played this one more than most this year. I've, I've played this song a lot, and for that reason, it just deserves the spot. All right, number nine for me. This woman had a massive year in music. We didn't get to talk about this album this year, but I went back to it later on in the year and I basically rediscovered it and re-fell in love with it. Or, um, fell in love with it again, I'm sorry. Uh, English. And this is coming from the album Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Had to be Garden Song for me. This girl had such a fantastic year like i i mean it's been like a shit year and i know she's had some real mental health issues throughout the year i've been following her on social media and such and i really pray for her sometimes but holy shit did she release some fantastic music and garden song is like a lot of it reminds me of elliot smith in a way in the in her lyrical content and there are some there are some lyrical gems in this track that really cut deep like really really cut deep some very poetic lines as well and this is a very soft-spoken instrumental as well she's very soft-spoken in general the production is very light and sometimes kind of airy although sometimes the, the bass can be really kind of thick in a way it's super bass heavy actually the, the the track is more on the low end side of things generally speaking other than her voice um, which really it makes a bed for her voice to sit atop and this track is really a wonder. I loved this track this year, um, and it really is an emotional masterpiece, in my opinion. Really wonderful job from Phoebe Bridgers on this one. Do not hate me. Number eight for me is Self Destruct by Slater. Oh my god, it got uh, that high. It got that high. I am really ashamed of this one. I'm, so sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm, ha I'm so happy. I'm so sorry. This song smacks really hard, and it goes against every faithful part of me, and I f kind of feel like a shit person when I listen to it, because it is overtly sexual, and is... It's just... it. You know what? It smacks too hard to not be appreciated from me, okay? It it starts off with a really sick beat and kind of goes into this little breakdown and then 
I will fucking kill you if you try to talk to me. <laughs> it goes hard. It just it goes really hard, really hard. <laughs> God, I'm happy that I got for anyone list. listening. That's fantastic. So sorry. Go Please listen, listen to, to self destruct. Self destruct by Slater. Put that on a workout plan. Oh my God. You will pound out so many push-ups. Do an extra rep for me. Seriously. Number eight from me. Um, this is one of the most crucial moments of the year for me. This this duo really was really shown bright throughout the year. <laughs> Tyler's giving me a look like he knows where this is going, and I think we both know where this is going. Ooh la la, by Run the Jewels, uh, featuring Greg Nice and DJ Premier. Uh, holy shit, this is like, oh my god, this is a fucking hip-hop banger of the fucking year. This is like, I what, I think my favorite line in general in hip-hop is on this song, where Killer Mike just says, I pull, I'll pull my penis out and I'll piss on their shoes in public. There's something about that line that's just like, it, it sets the bar for like, the middle fucking finger. I, huh. And the beat on this track is incredible. The piano loop and everything. The holy shit, the 808s and the drums are they hit so hard. Their verses, the way that LP and Killer Mike ride this instrumental, it's it's like they're geniuses. I it might as well be fucking Albert fucking Einstein creating the next formula to create the next universe. Um, it's like uh, the. I loved this song. This track got released really early on in the year. It was one of two, I think, Yankee and the Brave, and this track that led up to this album. And they, like, they even made a statement about this album, saying how it needed to be dropped like two weeks beforehand or something like that, because people, it, it, it was just like the social the, the tension and everything. Just it was a big snap, and they saw their opportunity and they took it. And it was one of the most important moments in music of this year for me. And I had to give it to my people, basically. This, this track was fucking insane. Love Run the Jewels. Love what they did with this latest album, RTJ4. Ooh la la. If you haven't heard it, please, for the love of God and my own sanity, and for the love of you not missing out on something so glorious, please go listen to it. Please. For me. Thank you. Ian gave it to me on vinyl for Christmas. <laughs> Big love. Love you. I wish I kept it. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number seven from me, <laughs> a less important moment in music, but still very fun. Bury Me Alive by Oliver Tree. You know what? This song is fun. Throwback to the 90s. House of Pain influenced, Beastie Boy influenced. What stringed instrument is it at the beginning? It's not a ukulele. I don't know what it is, but there's some elements of the song that shouldn't work, and he made work, and I... We've been waiting for the Oliver Tree album. We got it, and in my opinion, it is good. I think it's more of a fun time than it is a, like, holy shit, this is really good music time. I think that it's just enjoyable, right? I, you know, I'm not going to get critical about it. We already did that. But Oliver Tree was born with one of the most annoying voices on Earth, and he has somehow overcome this huge 
discrepancy in the industry? I mean, he was dealt a shit hand of cards, and he made the best of what he has. I believe he's good with producing. I think that this song features the strongest lyrics that he has probably put down yet. If not, then it's certainly up there. This song was just really, really fun. And you know what? I wanted to put 1993 on this because obviously that song really smacks, but I kind of wanted to go with the underdog on this one. And I think Bury Me Alive is... A, a very 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 strong track one that i really i've gone back to a lot this year it's super fun sometimes it all has to be like super fun love that i fell for your magic i tasted your skin number seven for me this song started way back on the list for me, and the more that I thought about it, and the more that I listened to it, I just realized that this song is a masterpiece. Like, I had, I just had to keep putting it higher, and it's from an artist that I favor very highly in my heart, and I want him to drop Album of the Year more than anything in the world. That is Run by Joji. I, this is like a Queen song, updated to 2020 and put in an emo setting with the guitar solo all of that like this is another reason why rock isn't dead because we have songs like this still being made holy shit i didn't think an 80s guitar solo could work in 2020 but joji made it work and i don't know how i i didn't like this song when i first listened to it i almost hated it and then i went back to it and i was like nope i was wrong nope nope no, it is an opera. It, it is operatic in a sense, in some ways. Some of the vocal harmonies are so righteous. The guitar solo, again, is badass. All of the guitar arpeggios that happen throughout the track, the crispy drum beat, the, the drum machine and everything, um, I, uh, Joji hit it out of the park with this track. I want him to release an album like this at some point. I know he's got it in him. And if he does, I will be the happiest man alive. Because this song truly set the bar for him, for me. One of the, probably the best track he's ever released. Definitely deserved to be in my top 10. After some rethinking, of course. But yeah, for sure. Definitely happy with where this one landed. six from me is another hot take not sorry for this one though because i am i am loyal to this person and i was ecstatic when this song dropped and i think it features some of the best percussion that i have heard this year the verses are fun the chorus is good the screaming is good it is like it like this by pink laundry aka judah acres I'm not sorry for this one. I really, really like Judah Akers, and I will tell you, Judah, please cover your ears for a second. I don't think that they've dropped a good song since. They've put out some good ideas, but I think that this song is its just a really good track. I think it's by far the front runner, and I'm excited to see him work on things outside of Judah and the Lion. 
there's uh, an interesting fusion between his guitar viola or violinist and a insane drummer and that is the con the combination of these three i don't think they could have done it better and the lead up to this song i was anticipating so hard and when it dropped i was losing my mind and it smacks it's it, it slaps it is a good song like it like this no, so <laughs> okay <laughs> all right Number six for me. I want to talk about world building for a second because there are few people who did it like this man in 2020. And I went back and forth between a couple of songs. There are some wonderful songs on this album. One of my favorite albums of the year. Um, he really built a space around this music and really captured the listener with this album. And I don't. Th he he fused a lot of things. He fused some alternative R&B, some neo soul. Uh, he fused elements of alternative rock in there as well. Some jazz. Like there is a lot of everything. And the more that I thought about it, the more I had. I just had to do this song. Cut me, Moses Sumney. <sighs> Moses Sumney had a huge year as well. In my opinion, not big enough. Slightly underrated in some circumstances as well. The album that he released this year is easily in my top five, maybe even top three of the year. Probably to more top five, but um, like, Cut Me is a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of alternative R&B with some extremely soulful vocals and elements to the track. Moses Sumney's voice is out of this world. It is like he is an alien singing atop a spaceship, and. Um, we are all listening down here on Earth, waiting to be somewhere in the hemisphere with him. And this this track is just, it's gorgeous. Also, the color show for this song is fantastic. You should go and listen to it. Probably my favorite color show ever. It's Moses Sumney this year really hit it so far out of the park into the stratosphere like and this song is one of the best examples of that it is it, this is one of the most tasteful tracks of the year it's one of the most well put together and again makes me fucking happy all right i'm just i'm smiling my ass off over here in my side of the fucking table so moses sumney cut me please go listen to it for the love of god It's done. Get ready to smile some more because number We're the number, top five, number five for me. Top five, baby. Let's go. Polar Bear by Cold Crimes. Oh, uh, this song hit me like a Mack truck. Okay, and I sometimes I wake up in the Mormon. At, <laughs> sometimes I wake up. I wake up stop, 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 in a Mormon. Sometimes, sometimes in a Mormon. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, don't want to be Mormon. I want to drink coffee and I never. And I have that stuck in my head. I don't blame you. Frequently, that lyric is so poignant and for some reason just hits me so hard. I am not Mormon in the slightest. Okay. It, it, it does not exactly apply to me but I don't know what it I really couldn't tell you what it is about this song uh, other than the inflections and the emotion and 
just the overall feeling that is spread throughout this song i i can just feel it it's one of those songs that you just you you feel what he's putting into the music and we were lucky enough to be able to meet the guy through zoom earlier this year early on in the pandemic that was and fucking surreal what of the nicest one of the nicest souls i've ever talked to just an absolute sweetheart of a guy and i could not be more excited for uh the music that he has um coming out put out an amazing ep i think that this was my favorite song off of it although taking chances was also just batshit crazy that was so cool love polar bear have to have to see this song live in my lifetime it, it needs to happen When the hurts start, they call it passing. That's not it. All right, here we are on the top five, and it's about to get sad. First, kicking off my top five hip hop song of the year, right here, ladies and gentlemen. Pain Every Day, Clipping. Clipping had one of the most insane albums dropped ever. Like, I this is my favorite one of their albums so far, by far. Like, it, it is so close to Immaculate, but this song, Pain Every Day, is ju- it, it runs circles around my head every time I listen to it. The fact that it's in 7-8, and he's able to flow over it so continuously without break, it's like, it. it's a masterclass. I, I, I still can't believe this song sometimes when I hear it, and just the, the darkness that surrounds this track, the breakbeat influence sometimes. Like, I, there are so many things happening in this fucking track. Sometimes I hear IDM. I don't, like, I, what? Uh, and the string section that takes out this piece is glorious. Um, I've used glorious a lot as well, but you know what? I'm really on that word, so leave me alone. David Diggs really is just a master when it comes to flow, when it comes to lyrical, or, yeah, lyrical ability and his ability to just pen. Pen game hasn't never been more on point than with this song in particular and this entire album that was released this year, which was, uh, Visions of Bodies Being Burned. There we go. Found it. But this, this song is really pushing the envelope, and I would never think that a, an, an album dropped around Halloween time to be, you know, kind of a cute little thing, like, it, it, you'd almost think that would be a novelty thing, but with clipping, that is so far from the truth, every single time, and just hearing them do what they do so well is, it really, again, I'm spinning in circles every time I fucking listen, and... This this track was a trip this year. Um, super well put together, wonderful execution from clipping in general. Fantastic, uh, fantastic across the board on all counts. Number four for me is "Algorithm" by Childish Gambino. I, I'm surprised that you were surprised. I am pogging. Really? Are you? I'm pogging, yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, okay. Well, this is one of the smackiest and slappiest songs of the year. This song is head-knocking. I think that, obviously, Childish Gambino has been on my radar. It's hard for him not to be. haven't loved his album so far. The music, though, different story. This album is 
very solid still kind of a weird mixed bag but overall i thought it was a great collection of tracks and the algorithm for me is the shining leader on that album the song is just so good again it's one of those songs that is just badass in a way i feel like you could show it to almost anyone and they would be bobbing their head agreeing with you that it is dope it's it's just a fantastic song and it's also one of the songs that I put on my list and it hasn't really moved. It's been pretty like definitive all year. Yeah, this song is up there for me. It's so good. One, I'm glad you liked it. Wow. Wow. Come on, guys. All right. Well, I'll show you how we do this. Number four for me. Again, prepare to get sad. Good news. Mac Miller. Holy shit, dude. This album, do, do not think for a second that I forgot about this album at any point in the year. The way that it portrays depression, significant mental health decline, just pretty much on all measures on this song. The fact that it was released posthumously by a man who was already sort of withering away is already sad enough, but after a point in the year it's like all right we get it can we turn on the happy again and you know sometimes like the happy doesn't come back necessarily in full strength but good news is again such a catharsis in this hellscape of a year just the amount of people that saw complications in their mental health with lockdown and everything like i can't imagine the amount of people like people's lives have been uprooted by this shit and this song is like there are some hard lines on this song there are some really difficult lyrics to get around and on top of that the song is already gorgeous what are you gonna do but sit here and absolutely cry when this song comes on i i loved this song this year i wasn't even a big mac miller fan beforehand and you can you can call me a convert because yes i am a convert i am a big mac miller fucking stan at this point and i pray that he made it where he needed to and that he is seeing all of the love that he was missing in this life and is just having a much better one somewhere else i only hope the best for his soul and i hope the best for everybody who really takes any refuge in this song whatsoever uh thoughts and prayers be with you this week on Yankee and the Brave. Back at it like a crack addict, Mr. Black Magic, crack a beast back, Number three for me is Yankee and the Brave by Run the Jewels. Again, one of the most hard-hitting songs of the year, I would say just in how much it smacks asses and takes names. This song, again, is just badass. It opens up with gunshot percussion, uh, brings you in on this knocking bass, which is, I mean, it immediately, Ian, you played this for me, and I was... We both lost our minds. I mean, we both lost our minds. What we else is there to do? Of goop after what, what else is there to do? We were bashed um, to death. What, what you have said about Ooh La La applies to most of the songs on this Run the Jewels record, and it was an incredible record, and to date is one of my favorite album openers that I, I've ever heard. It is perfect. It is a perfect song. 
Alright, number three for me. Maybe this will come as a surprise to you. Vigil, Zeal and Ardor. I, there's no way I wasn't putting Zeal and Ardor on this fucking list. I'm really glad that you gave, yeah, Wake of a Nation some love because holy shit, that song kicks so much ass. But, um, this song is much quieter. It's much subtler on this album. And, uh, God, it's still, it's still really hard to talk about. It still chokes me up to this day. Like, I'm... I'm at a loss for words with this song. This is a black metal outfit traditionally, but they fuse a lot of soul and gospel influences, some like actual work songs from the times of slavery. Like, it's really something to behold the fusion that this band still manages to grasp at, especially with this new EP, which was absolutely fantastic. It was a wonderful EP. But this song basically sums up the emotional trauma caused by all of the social unrest this year. Everything that happened, all of the police brutality we saw, all of the riots and everything, like, just the way that he puts it into words with, like, the opening line on the song is, you took all our hope away. I, that's like, already, you're already being, I've, I've got a hand on my leg and it is dragging me into the depths of the fucking ocean. Like, I'm, this song was absolutely immaculate for me throughout the year. Brought me to tears the first time I listened to it. And it, it's, it hasn't changed much since. I mean, the pianos, all of the instrumenta instrumentation, all of the work that's done throughout the song, all of the gospel choirs in the background sometimes, like this, this track is just, it is beautiful. It is such a beautiful statement of a track, and again, they are very fucking angry. This one's much quieter, it's a much quieter angry at some points, but they're pissed. And understandably so, I would be pissed along with you. It is a wake-up call, to the highest degree, and definitely deserves a good artist like this. Number two from me is Good News by Mac Miller. Holy shit. I'm I'm not going to recap what Ian has already said, but this song to date brings me to tears when I hear it. And I liked what you said, that there are some really difficult lyrics to get around in this song. And obviously the song is very, very, very sad to hear. And in respect of what has happened in the tragedy of losing Mac Miller and the fact that this gorgeous depressing song has come out after his death and he didn't get to see the release of it it's one of the saddest things that has happened this year in my opinion but despite that this song is incredible as I said before it it does bring me to tears and some of some of these lyrics will be with me forever without a doubt i wish that i could just get out of my goddamn way what is there to say <sighs> tough tough i don't want to put myself in this sad state but holy shit needed this song this year and i i know for a fact that this song will be played every year in my life from here on out it'll it's going to be around that's pretty wild to think about, but I already know. I'm crying in the club right now. Alright. Oh, 
change of pace number two for me <laughs> this one goes to like th this was one of the biggest left hooks in my year adrian lanker with anything <laughs> god damn if we needed some wholesome in our year i just needed more wholesome moments in my year there weren't enough to count like i i i i, I, I could only count them on, on my left hand type type beat and if anything gave me reason to smile this year it was this song adrian lanker it is one of the most pure expressions of love i've ever heard on a song in my entire fucking life and i am crying for very different reasons with this song it is such a lovely and gorgeous piece of folk music she takes a lot after the likes of john prine this is the uh, lead singer big thief by the way i'm not a big thief fan I didn't really know much about her or the band before she released this, like, songs and instrumentals two-sided album this year or whatever, and this is, it's one of the best songs that was written this year, hands down, it's so gorgeous, it is plucked beautifully, the guitars are heavenly, and again, the lyrics are some of the most heartfelt literally some from the bottom of my heart shit that I have heard ever in my life and it really made me happy this year this is this was a real bright spot in my year and I really appreciate that it actually really makes me think about the people that I love most and that's something that I really needed I this song is just whew, it makes me it makes me really smile I, it, it's one of those big, cutesy, from the chest type grins. You know, I'm really, I'm really happy that this song exists, especially this year. So that's my number two spot. Here, number, number one. one. Number I fucking one. I think that you might be surprised. I don't know. Maybe not. Let's hear it. I have been playing this song all year long, okay? Uh, since it came out. And I, at first, I didn't realize why I resonated with this song so much. Not sure what it was. And the instrumental is incredible. It has this uh, incredible bass that kind of loops throughout the song, and there's one stretch of vocals that is, uh, it, it's just a note that is held for so long and is raised, uh, it doesn't seem human, and certainly I cannot reach it. But really what I realize I'm coming back for is the lyrics, because the lyrics are kind I'm not that I'm a, de a depressed person, but the lyrics are kind of like, the thoughts that are going on in the back of my head that I'm acting kind of like they're not there almost. And it mixes those in along with kind of current things that are happening. And this song came out before uh, COVID, but I listened to it all throughout. And that is All Your Love by Sir Sly. 
What the fuck? Never in my life could would I have thought that a Sir Sly song would make it onto a top 20 list. Never would I have thought that it would be a number one song. I just want to read some lyrics real quick. Okay, go for it. Opening up from the very beginning of the song says, If good enough ain't good enough for you and me, and feeling stuck is fucking up my sanity, but hallelujah, I'm filling empty spaces. I need saving, not a savior. Fast forward. Hallelujah, in my bones, in my bones. LA is on fire again. Costumes and sirens. Pictures of you in my phone, in my phone. But I'm back in hell alone singing. This is a really deep one for me. And like I said before, I don't want you to get this like this is... Uh, the embodiment of Tyler in a song. It, it certainly isn't, but I felt like I was kind of learning some things about myself the more that I listened to the song, and I don't know that I got that from others this year. This song just did a whole, a whole lot for me this year, and I think it's perfect. It's not like anything Sir Sly has done. It almost feels like a very, very, very fortunate accident that this song was made, because it's kind of an outtake almost um it doesn't really fit their brand and i have loved this song since it it came out i'm so fortunate to have stumbled across it because it shouldn't mean as much as it does but it does i'm shocked i'm shocked i'm sitting in my chair quaking right now All right, well, now I have to... Okay. Number one. This was probably one of the biggest growers on me throughout the year. Period. Point blank. There's something about this song that um, not only really resonates with through the year, but really resonates on a humanitarian level. Like, it's... It's almost speaking for the whole of a broken human conscious conscience to me. Maybe I'm giving it way more weight than it should be given, but there's something really, really telling about this song, um, especially in its final moments. Closes out the beautiful bridge that takes us out, sort of extended bridge that takes us out of this song is something to behold, and maybe I'll do a little bit of lyric reading myself right quick here, just to give you a feeling for what I'm getting at here. Old friends, long forgotten, the old ways at the bottom of the ocean, now has swallowed the only thing that's left is us, so pardon the silence that you're hearing, it's turning into a deafening, painful, shameful roar. And those last lyrics are something that stuck with me like no other throughout the course of this year. O to the Mets, The Strokes. I was not, I was not, I was not expecting to put that at number one. Not in the slightest. I liked The Strokes album when it came out. I really did. The New Abnormals was a great album when it came out. I'm sitting here basically thinking that it's God's gift to Earth, and maybe that's just me being a little whore for the strokes because I've really learned to love them this year but this song 
Huh. It's it, there are also points in music. This is another one of those God moments that I had at one point. But there are other points in music where I realized like some of this shit is what I if if there was something that I could make myself, this would be it. And that's like a lot of this song. If I could, if I had the ability to do some of this stuff, I'd do it in a heartbeat. And it, it's pretty much perfect from like front to back. And also, one of my favorite moments in the entire Strokes discography is when, because this song starts off with just guitar um, and a synth and Julian Casablancas' voice, but one of my favorite points in the Strokes discography in general is when the drums kick in, just because Julian Casablancas briefly clears his throat and he's like, drums please, fab, and then the drummer comes in. And... That's just fantastic. I don't know what it is about that moment that really makes me happy, but it does. It really does. The melodies throughout this song are heart-throbbing, and this entire song is basically a fucking heart-throb. This was written in the wake of a apparently a grisly divorce for, the, for Julian, and there's something very emotional throughout the project and something extremely raw emotionally about it. And there's not enough words that I can put into one sentence to say that how much I appreciate this song and this fucking album. So I'm going to leave it at that. My number one song of the year is Ode to the Mets by The Strokes. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very surprised. Good for you. This is so much fucking fun. I love talking about this shit. This is only shit that I love this year, dog. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a fucking happy this camper. This is the dream episode. I'm gonna go jerk off. <laughs> and to all a good night. And to all a good fucking night. Good shit. Go okay. listen to these songs. There are good songs on these lists. Obviously, we think these are all immaculate. But, but there's a little bit of something for everyone. Yes. I, I was... I put a lot of thought into this, and that's a, a yeah. lot of my list is that I want someone to take something from my list. Everyone yeah. should have a piece. If nothing else, listen to like the top three. I'm very confident in my top three. Like I'm, I'm very, very, very happy I'm with you. I'm very happy with this list in general. Maybe it's really dumb that we're happy about a list that we compiled. It's basically a personalized playlist that we compiled of what we thought was good music this year. Alright, like, let's not get the, too deep. Yeah, the we artists know. did all the work, but I'm happy with this list. I'm very, I'm very pleased with the amount of music that I consumed this year and the music that I was able to thin down and compile into what I thought were some of the best examples of what 2020 had to offer. And that's, All right. that's the spiel, you know? That's the tea, sis. Thank you for listening. We oh have God. new episodes coming next year. Get excited, okay? We have a lot of stuff already recorded. It's coming down the pipe. Check out these artists. Check out the music. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at soundaudits. Email us at soundaudits at gmail.com. If you would like to leave us a donation, go to anchor.fm slash soundaudits and hit that donate button or just check out the link in our podcast description. 99 cents for the price of two gumballs. You can support two broke college kids. We're going to do it for a second. We will see you next week. I promise. We'll be around. This is where we start ramping production, dog. Love you this guys. Love all of you. I know this year has been a shit show. 2021, let's hope. 
Yeah, let's for the flick best. this light switch, boys. Seriously, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready and waiting for it to happen. I really hope everybody seizes the fucking year, no matter- Even if next year happens to be fucking worse somehow. If an asteroid comes and wipes out humanity, I hope you make the most of that day. You know, the seconds that lead up to that moment, you know. Or aliens abduct all of us and make us into human slaves. You know, that's another possibility. But anyway, 2021 is the year that we humans retake our humanity. <laughs> I hope. And I hope all of you have a wonderful new year. Hopefully this comes out before then. If it comes, it happens to come out after. Oh, well, you know what? We'll be around. Keep on the lookout for new content. We love you all. Thank you all for staying safe like we'd asked this year. Continue to do so. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace.